From Wondery, this is I Hate My Boss, workplace drama, comedic relief. I'm Larry Seal. And I'm Liz Dolan. If you're feeling like you need a pick-me-up, not to worry. This is After Hours. We're helping you work out some of your more everyday problems at work. Our first question is from Susie. Hey, Liz and Larry, I have a question regarding pay and promotions. After taking a 40-hour online course and passing an exam, I've recently obtained a new certification. My boss informed me before starting the course that once I completed everything, I would receive an increase in pay. I followed up pretty quickly to receive the raise, and she scheduled a performance review meeting. Here's where my real question lies. At the meeting, she offered me a promotion, more responsibility, and a raise. I'm flattered and eager for this new challenge, but the timing confuses me. I was under the impression that the certification alone would give me the raise. Now, with that raise, I have a new title. Maybe I sound naive, but... Shouldn't those be two separate things, two separate raises? I've been in this position for about a month now, and I love the work, but I keep thinking about this question. Is there a time limit to discuss these kinds of things with your boss? How would you recommend starting that conversation? Should I be doing anything at all? Thanks for your advice. I love the show. Wow. Okay, Susie. So, so there's lots of good news here. With regard to the time limit, in a practical sense, there isn't really a time limit. But the more space that goes by between when this happens and when you bring it up, I think the less impact. And I think what this makes me think about is that even when good things happen, don't just accept them, but dig in and really look to understand them. I mean, we talk about having the situational genius to say the right thing in the moment, right, Liz, all yeah, the time. Yeah. I mean, the ideal conversation might sound like, so, hey, tell me, what does this promotion and this title change mean from a dollar perspective? I'm assuming this is separate from the certification I just earned, but I'd really like to clarify that, right? Because it seems to me I'm accomplishing two different things here. That would get you there. I think it opens up a good conversation. Mm -hmm. But now I'm going to put on my I'm the boss hat and mm -hmm. give you what I suspect might be the boss answer. You're very rarely going to get two raises. I wanted you to get the new certification because that allows me to give you a raise and a promotion. So the certification is, in fact, a trigger for the increase in responsibilities and compensation I was able to do. I'm guessing that that is the thought process for your boss. And if you go in, which you should totally do, if it's bugging you and you have a good relationship with your boss, totally have that conversation. But Maybe the conversation that should have happened originally about the certification would have been helpful for you to be clear on, does the certification automatically get you a raise? I'm guessing that in your boss's mind, the certification was the path to the promotion and raise. And that's why your boss sees it as one thing. Yeah, Liz, I think she should go back and have the conversation. There's no problem with that. And I think it's good for your boss to know you're ambitious. You're not just asking for more money. You're really trying to understand, like, how do I get ahead in this organization? Is there additional training? Like, I just want to make sure I really know how the rules work. I think bosses are okay with that. Yeah, you bet. And you got to think about the answer you're going to get to because you can't get stuck on the fact that you did extra work. You got a promotion. You're getting more money. There's a lot of good news here. You know, you rarely find moments where you're sitting around going, oh, my gosh, I got everything I wanted and I'm making just as much money as I wanted. So good things are happening here and you've created them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Our next question is from Betsy, who writes, hi there. I love your podcast. Thank you, Betsy. And even though in this case, I'm the boss, I thought you could offer some advice. I'm supervising a young woman who is very socially immature. She talks about her mom and her dad at every turn, and if not them, is turning conversations around to herself, even ones she's not technically part of. 
We have a small open office with many visitors coming and going all day. She'll pop up from her cubicle to join conversations in inappropriate and irrelevant ways quite frequently. I've directly addressed this with her, as have other managers in the organization. Her actual work is good, but nobody wants her around. <laughs> okay, well, that's not good. <laughs> Any suggestions? Can you fire someone just because they're immature and annoying? Frustrated. What do you think, Larry? Oh, my gosh. Well, on one hand, both what you do, she's a good worker, and how you do it, she's annoying, matter. Yes. Um, both mm-hmm. matter, right? Mm-hmm. It is feedback time, and clearly the feedback hasn't landed yet. What I'd caution managers about is you'll say to them, hey, have you had the conversation? They'll say, yep, I had the conversation and they didn't change behavior. But when I dig into it and I say, well, tell me what you said. They were unclear. They were indirect. They don't do what we often caution, which is really laying it out in a very behavioral way. Oh, I trust Betsy. She sounds like she said all the right things, Larry. Betsy sounds great, but I got to tell you, (laughs) managers think they're clearer than they are. And what I don't want managers to do is assume that the other person doesn't want to do something about it. So you get back in there. You give her the feedback. And I would do it just in the what and how way. Here's the great news. What you're doing at the end of the day, you're a great performer in this way and this way. But here's a couple of behaviors you got that frankly are getting in your way and sending messages that are not helping you. Okay, Betsy, I'm going to be the hard ass here. Your question is, can you fire someone just because they're immature and annoying? And my answer is yes. Uh, (laughs) Not that that can come out of the blue, but you have allegedly been providing coaching. Uh, Like Larry said, how you do your job is important. So to say that someone is really good at their job, but nobody can work with them, well, that makes it impossible to actually do your job. So I'm not recommending it. And I know it's the worst situation to be in because it sounds like you also like this person and have tried to provide guidance. So you're way ahead of me that you as her boss gave her boss-like advice. Sometimes I've called someone in and say, okay, I'm not talking to you as your boss. I'm talking to you as someone who is further along in the working world than you, as your mentor, as someone who has seen the way things work. Mm. And in my case, I was talking to someone, this is like the worst conversation as a female boss you can have with a female manager, but it was just, she was dressed so inappropriately Mm. every day at the office. Mm. And like nobody wants to have that conversation, right? But I remember saying to her, you know, I don't care, but other people do. Well, I do kind of care, but you know, my judgment of you is not really the only thing that's relevant here. It's everyone's judgment of you. Now, what you're dealing with here, Betsy, is a different situation. It really is how she relates to her colleagues professionally. Really, Larry and I are saying the same thing. Take another shot at the conversation. Larry's recommendation is be the boss, lay it out in a boss-like way. An alternative is be a mentor and lay it out in a mentor-like way, a little bit more personal. I don't know which one will work. Maybe neither. But that's what I would recommend. Well, you know what's great about these two takes on it is it's important as a person in the workplace to have multiple tools you can draw on to approach a situation. And you try it one way, maybe it works. You can try it another. Remember Christian who wrote in the the mm-hmm. letter and was talking about moving from feedback to advice? To advice, yeah. That's exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're giving advice, which kind of lowers the barriers of resistance. And it's like, hey, I'm here to help. Yeah. I love that approach. And most of all, let's talk about it from the young woman's point of view. She's at a point in her career where she really needs to hear this. So you've said it. You say it didn't land. Find another way to say it. 
but if it really doesn't land, she's not really doing her job in a professional way. Better that she learn that now than later in her career. Yep, no, it makes sense. Betsy, thank you very much for uh, writing in. I hope this is helpful. Does your job make you feel like you're stuck in a rut? Or maybe you feel like your company has set you up to fail? Send us your questions, your stories. We're on Twitter or Facebook at I Hate My Boss Show. And our phone number, if you want to call us, is 424-224-5711. You can also email us at I Hate My Boss at Wondery.com. If you're listening on a smartphone, just tap the cover art to see the episode notes and you'll find a link to call us right there. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening and don't miss our next episode on Monday. Remember, workplaces can feel crazy. But you don't have to. 